Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome back to the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined by Ashley Washman. We are currently in our series sharing about the breakout topics from the Cultivate Women's Conference. So at Cultivate, Ashley came and shared about hospitality. Um, Ashley is married to Wade. They have two kids and a dog, and the dog's name is Robert the Fifth, which I think is my favorite thing ever. Um, so it just felt like that should be included in every introduction that anyone ever does about you. Um, but Ashley, welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I hope Robert the Fifth will listen to this. <laughs> he might. So distinguished. I know. It's a very distinguished name. Um, okay, so jumping into hospitality yeah. in this conversation, when did you first... Um, feel called to hospitality? What stirred your affection for that? You know, it's been a journey, but I distinctly remember in elementary school at my parents' home reading this coffee table book from Katie Brown. And I would like read her recipes and compare and contrast, I'm laughing at myself, her um, target audience and her style with like Martha Stewart, Uh (laughs) just uh trying to like get a grasp on her target audience. And So I think that seed was planted early on, but like the Lord has just grown it over the years. And so fast forward, my husband and I were newly met weds and we moved into this tiny little house in the Zelia district that was a far cry from being dinner party ready, to put it nicely. (laughs) So not that I'm counting, but it maybe took us a decade to finish all the construction projects um, for that house. And so During that time, we spent a lot of time outside of the confinement of our home. Mm -hmm. And what God did is He built relationships with our neighbors in a way that we wouldn't have otherwise. And so God used this time of like deep frustration for a greater purpose. I love that. I know. And I feel like He always does that, Mm -hmm. but it's so fun to look back in in hindsight and notice what He's doing. But during that time in 2017, I don't know if you have a friend like this, but my friend Melissa Pivoteau is like knows the newest trends and like Mm -hmm. the newest book. And so she gifted me a book called The Turquoise Table. And for the first time, um, I was shown how hospitality, how you could show hospitality without dinner parties and elaborate table settings. And it kind of began my journey with biblical hospitality. Mm -hmm. And then as recently as last summer, I listened to a sermon from the Village Church. And John Tyson was a guest preacher and his sermon was titled, hospitality amid hostility, and that sermon wrecked me. It perfectly articulated what God had been cultivating in my heart over all of these years, Mm. and I highly recommend it. I think I've listened to it like six times. I think it's like 38 minutes and 25 seconds. I love (laughs) that. You got it down. I have it down. Um, But just like the turquoise table, God used that sermon to draw me into like a deeper um, understanding of hospitality. I love that. So what does day-to-day hospitality look like to you? Man, different every day, which is so fun. Back, you know, when our children were smaller, I loved to cook. And so I would make, you know, these fabulous homemade meals. It'd be paella on a Wednesday night. And whatever it was, it was homemade and we had company joining us. And so mm-hmm. it was just like a really sweet time of life. But now I've gone back to work full-time. Our children are older and we have after-school activities. And so things look different. I don't get to 
invite our neighbors over for dinners on a weeknight. So I had to get creative. And so normally I'll look back in our backyard and there'll be 46th grade sweaty boys on our (laughs) basketball court with talkie chip bags and Gatorade bottles. I love that. And it's just as sweet as it was when we hosted neighbors for dinner. Um, But it just looks different because it's a different stage of life. And I've often found that myself just like asking God to show me a way that can show hospitality that day. And he always answers. Like last Monday at five o'clock in my quiet time, I just prayed just like really quickly, like, Lord, bring me someone that I can show kindness to today. Mm -hmm. And by 10 a.m., literally, I drove past my house and our neighbor had a situation. So I stopped and I could tell that she was upset. And so I couldn't kind of shake, you know, the feeling that I should do something. And so by Wednesday, I decided with the Lord (laughs) that I was going to put flyers on all my neighbor's doors. And we were going to have a little um, ice cream neighborhood gathering at my house on Sunday. And 15 people came and people stayed past dinner until nine o'clock at night. It was just really sweet. And I feel like the Lord loves to answer that prayer. I love that. Well, and I think there's something to be said about flexibility and hospitality that Mm -hmm. it isn't always inviting people over for dinner. Sometimes hospitality is ice cream or stopping your day to meet with someone and talk Mm -hmm. to them about what's going on. Like it's going to change and changes in seasons, like you mentioned. You know, and one thing that I think um, really I've learned, it's also not always like preaching to someone or even Mm -hmm. sharing the gospel. You never know the ripple effect. It's just a small act of kindness will have in someone's life. Mm -hmm. And I think it develops that relationship where maybe you can get to the point where you could share the gospel or go deeper um, with that person. But a lot of times it's just simple acts of kindness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing honesty moment here is I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I don't have people over because what if they stay too long and I want to go to bed? Well, the <laughs> Lord's like, yeah, right? <laughs> and the Lord is like, okay, then I'm going to give you the energy you need for the next day mm-hmm. if that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have some friends that have people over all the time, like mm-hmm. just welcome us into their home. And when she's ready to go to bed, she just leaves and goes, goes to, to bed. bed. Uh-huh. And it's not weird. And so it's one of those things that the Lord's been like, look, it works for her. Like this could totally work for you. You could go to bed or I'll give you the energy or whatever, but just trust me and open up your life to having people over. You know why it works is because she's not entertaining. Uh-huh. She's showing hospitality. Like, Oh, you're right. She's offering what she has. Yeah. And she's not like focused on the outcome. So mm-hmm. talk to me about that. Like what is biblical hospitality versus our worldly view of hospitality that it's entertaining and I have to get dressed up and I have mm-hmm. to have my house all together and I have to have a perfect home-cooked meal. Talk me through that. Okay. So first let's address... Um, the idea of perfection. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that doesn't exist. It drives me crazy because <laughs> I, I fall into that trap. I, nobody has it together. Uh-huh. Um, and after I read the turquoise table, the whole premise is that you have a turquoise table in your front yard. Mm-hmm. Of course, I begged my husband to build me a turquoise table, and we had it in our front yard, but we didn't really use it. So what the book ended up doing was kind of freed me from this idea of perfection. Mm-hmm. So I started having people in my not-perfect home, mm-hmm. and I think that there is just a freedom from the false idea of perfection. People don't identify with the shiny end of your story. They identify with the journey because we're all, you know, heaven or life on this side of heaven is just messy mm-hmm. for all of us. Mm-hmm. So your house doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to be dressed up. I think there's an authenticity and an allure whenever you don't have this facade mm-hmm. when 
you're just come as you are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But let's get to biblical hospitality. Yes. I'm going to tell you what it is not before I tell you what it is. Okay, I love it. I love it. Okay, it's not Southern politeness. Mm-hmm. It's not entertainment. It's a call for deeper. It's a call for more. It's loving the outsider and creating a safe, warm space to show them the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's a culture crossing, boundary crossing love. Mm-hmm. And Joshua Jip defines hospitality like this, and I loved it so much that I'm going to read it verbatim. He says, create safe and welcoming place where a stranger is converted to a friend, often done through offering one's home, food, drink, or conversation. Mm. The idea behind biblical hospitality is to transform lives one welcoming space at a time. And hospitality, I think, is a tangible testimony of our embrace of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like God has placed on my heart for us to be intentional to use what He's given us, our homes, our gifts, our conversations, our interests, um, in a culture that is longing for more. Um, if we let our love for Jesus and our attitude for others set us apart, then we really, I think, can draw others into the kingdom. Yes, yes. Well, and on a practical level— you don't have to have food to be hospitable, Mm-mm. but there is something so disarming about um, sharing drink or dessert or food or mm-hmm. something. Like whether you're having lemonade outside in the summer, like even something inexpensive and cheap, there's something about letting your guard down and sharing something with a friend Agreed. or a stranger. Agreed. And, you know, and there's so many, I've gotten to the point where I have like a stocked pantry and I have fun things just on hand at all times in case the occasion arises or the opportunity arises, I'll have sparkling lemonade or I have throwaway cups that are cute or, you know, I just have mm-hmm. created just a stash of things that I know that I can use that fit my personality to show hospitality. Yes. Well, in the turquoise table, she talks about having a can of mixed nuts on hands at all <laughs> <Yes>. times. <laughs> nothing else. What does it cost? Three, $4 yeah. at the store. You can have it on hand and it looks like you put a lot of effort into something and you're like, oh yeah, I just have these snacks on hand. <laughs> exactly. Which I love. Which in today's allergy world, maybe mixed nuts are not the thing, but maybe a bag of pretzels would work. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Um, So what does hospitality look like in busy seasons of life? Mm. You know, I don't know anyone who doesn't feel like they're busy. True. Um, It doesn't need, hospitality doesn't need to be fancy or complicated. One of my favorite things to do is I have an extra umbrella in my car at all times. Mm -hmm. And if I see someone walking down the street getting wet, I love to pull up beside them and hand them an umbrella. I love that. Um, Let me think. We have a calendar it's every day is a holiday, apparently. Who knew? Every day is a holiday. That's awesome. And my daughter loves it. And so we're like, oh, look, today's National Pancake Day. Let's make that for dinner and bring Mr. Joe, our elderly neighbor, some pancakes for dinner. Or um, where did you get this holiday calendar? I mean, where do you think? I'll give you one guess. Amazon. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the an Amazon package is delivered to my house every day. Okay, I'm going to find this calendar. Um, so all these people posting that it's National Dog Day are not crazy? Like no, it's actually National Dog honestly, Day? Honestly, I have several, and I think that they're not all – I think they're just made up. because oh, that, they definitely like, are. National Dog Day is it on several like days. It happens like three times a year. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, what were we talking about? Hospitality during Yes, busy? and busy seasons. Uh-huh. Okay, so one story that I love is um, Jimmy from Walgreens. She's mm-hmm. – she checks out at Walgreens and she's older. And this is a perfect example. I was having a terrible day and on the verge of tears. And I was in Walgreens getting stuff for work. 
And when I got back to my office, I opened my sack and Jimmy had stuck an encouraging card in my Walgreens sack. She didn't write on it, but it was just a card that said, you're awesome. You can do this. And I know that Jimmy did that, but I also feel like the Lord prompted her to do that. And so I feel like there are so many creative ways that you can show hospitality during a busy season. And I also just want to like pose this question. What would it look like if we all made space for the prompting of the Spirit? Mm. You know, if we made space for the Holy Spirit to move in our lives, like a lot of times it's slightly inconvenient, Mm -hmm. but I've never once regretted following through with what I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me to do. Well, that's good. Well, and I think about in my day-to-day life, random people pop up in my mind. I don't know if that Mm -hmm. happens to other people, but Mm -hmm. it happens to me um, where people just pop into my head. Mm -hmm. Tell them. Like if that happens to you, send them a text, write them a note, do something that just says, hey, I was thinking about you today, said a Mm -hmm. prayer for you today, whatever it is. Because that's so encouraging to people. You don't, Jimmy didn't know that you were having a hard day, (laughs) but she was like, oh, I'm going to stick this in there. And it worked out. Oh, it was an answer to prayer. Like it just gave me, put wind in my cells to finish the day. You know, it changed my mood. I love that. Yeah. Um, So who should practice hospitality? Oh, I love this. Um, Everybody. So in that sermon that I love so much, um, that we're all going to go listen to after this. You're going to have to. And I need you to report back to me have on to how it. much it affected you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, John says that hospitality might be the most important and practical thing we can do right now in our culture to expand the kingdom of God. Not everybody can preach. Not everybody can sing. But every single person can show hospitality. Mm, that's good. We don't get a pass, and it's not optional. If we believe that God uniquely designed us and divinely placed us where we are, then you were created for a time such as this. Mm -hmm. Matt Chandler has said often in his sermons, if you are a Christian, then the Great Commission should eradicate all boredom. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Like, let that sink in. Yeah, that'll get you. You're called to a rich purpose to go make disciples of all nations. So essentially, we should live on mission like today in our jobs, at the grocery store, inside church, outside church. And again, like I don't think that means you go and preach to every person that you see, but I think that showing kindness and unexpected, unexplainable generosity really does draw people in. Yes. And to all people. Mm -hmm. Like you look at the people Jesus hung out with, it was Mm -hmm. not the people that you are supposed to be hospitable to. Oh, for sure. It was the people who, honestly, you're not supposed to be hospitable to, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. in that culture. Mm -hmm. Like it's everyone. So I'm so glad that you said that because when I was getting ready for the Cultivate Breakout, Uh I really dug deep in the Bible just for examples of hospitality, and I was blown away. It is like woven throughout the entire Bible, like the first miracle, um, water into wine, the Last Supper, Rahab and the spies, Abraham, Zacchaeus, like Jesus created this environment of welcome and You know, he even took it a step further and called us to love our enemies. And um, he also offered us costly hospitality by dying on the cross. Mm -hmm. And then my favorite is that when he came back, he rose and came back, the first thing he did was he made breakfast for his friends that had just denied him. Mm -hmm. Like hospitality, Mm -hmm. like Jesus is a perfect example in all things, including hospitality. Oh, I love that. I do too. You have some scriptures on hospitality, don't you? I do. Okay. Can you tell us some of those? Yeah, and I'll put these in the show notes too in case you're driving. Um, Don't try to write these down while you're driving. (laughs) Um, Okay, Luke 6, 32. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 13, 1 through 3. 
First Peter 4, 8 through 10. Mm-hmm. There's so many. You want me to keep going? I love it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Matthew 22, 37 through 39. Um, Romans 12, 13. First Tim- Timothy 3, 1 through 2. And I'm sure there's more. I mean, at oh, some sure. point I just stopped. Uh, you have to. I mean, there's, I mean, this is a whole range all <laughs> over the New Testament of mm-hmm. options of hospitality. I love right. that. And then you mentioned stories like Rahab, who mm-hmm. was an Old Testament story, who welcomed some spies into your home. Like, mm-hmm. this is not a new concept. Like, hospitality has been around for a while. I think we just labeled it hospitality and then got scared of it because it's an intimidating word. Mm-hmm. But the action of hospitality is not intimidating when you break it down into small bite-sized chunks of, I keep an extra umbrella in my car. That's not hard to do. And I also think it's been hijacked by like Pinterest and Mm -hmm. social media Mm -hmm. where that's entertainment. That's like throwing an event. Like hospitality is different. It's Mm -hmm. just- It's inviting somebody into your life. It's a way of life, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Um, Okay, so why should everyone practice hospitality other than our biblical mandate to do so? Um, really, that's why. I mean, it's biblical. You're right. And I think that right now our culture is just craving more. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, everyone's stressed. I feel like there's just this level of anxiety that I don't know if it's new, but in my lifetime, I don't remember feeling just everyone being this stressed out and living tense. Mm-hmm. The Lord, the past couple of years, has really burdened my heart with the idea of abundant life versus excessive living. Mm. And I feel like we're all living in excess, like excess possessions, excess, um, you know, dates on our calendar. But Jesus came to give life and give it abundantly. Mm. And we're called to be in the world, but not of the world. Yes. And I think that just showing hospitality is actually like a way, a tangible way that you can show someone a deeper, more meaningful way to live. Well, and imagine how many friends you wouldn't have now if you hadn't stepped out into hospitality. Oh, I have, like I could write a book on all the stories from our neighbors that we met on those walks whenever we were redoing our house. I mean, just sad, heartbreaking times that I've walked, you know, alongside mm-hmm. neighbors all the way to friends that now live across the country that we still do life together, but we don't look alike. We don't think alike. Mm-hmm. Our beliefs are different, but yet we're still in each other's lives. I mean, it can just be the ripple effect can, you know, be far reaching. Yes. Okay. So I've heard you share a story before about how your mother-in-law does holidays. <laughs> Will you tell us about that? Suge is the queen of hospitality. <laughs> so that's her grandma name. So she is hilarious. Um, she is an open door policy for all holidays, but specifically Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's just whoever is invited. And so we've had the handyman, we've had an El Charo waitress. I mean, it's just like whoever doesn't have a place to come, comes to Sugar and Big Daddy's house for Christmas. I and love that. Um, she doesn't, the thing that I love about her is that she doesn't invite these people and then stress about it. Mm-hmm. It's like loaves and fishes. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just prepares the meal that she was going to prepare, and it always works out. She's not, you know, two days before Christmas stressing out about thinking of other dishes to provide, but it always works out. And then one Thanksgiving, this is one of my favorite stories. I wasn't a member of the family yet, but I can totally see it happening. She had the great idea for everyone to join hands and bless the person to their left. But people didn't know the people to their left. Like people were like, were introducing themselves. Like, I love that. <laughs> so, I mean, 
<laughs> it's just really sweet. And there's something like when you leave her Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter, I mean, you just have this warmth. It's just, I don't know. It's not normal. It's very like a glimpse of heaven almost. I love that. Makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if someone is listening and new to the idea of hospitality, um, where would you tell them to start? Okay. So I've heard Bob Goff speak a couple of times here in Tyler and um, he's just so happy. He makes me happy. He's so happy. <laughs> it's just contagious. But one of the things he said just really stuck in my head. He said that God delights when you go across the ocean to serve him, he equally delights when you go across your street. Mm, that's good. Um, and so I honestly would just say, keep your eyes open, like make yourself available. Just create a small space for the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Ask the Lord to show you somebody today that needs kindness. And he will, he absolutely will. And there is again, back to that sermon that you're going to listen to as soon as I leave. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, there is a quote from Alan Hirsch and this got me. He said, if every Christian family in the world would simply offer good conversation around a table once a week, we would eat our way into the kingdom of God. I love that. I love, really love the idea of eating my way in. (laughs) (laughs) But also the conversation, that sounds good too. (laughs) But it's practical evangelism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's creating a just a reprieve from the stress of everyday life. I mean, just a warm smile can go a long way to you. Yes, exactly. Well, and I think too, it doesn't have to be a table in your home. Mm-mm. It could be any table. Because I know for some people, uh, maybe their wife is really on board with hospitality and the husband is like not, or mm-hmm. the husband is really on board with hospitality and the wife is not. Mm-hmm. And that may not be something that can happen in your home, mm-hmm. but that could happen at a restaurant or a coffee shop or even in a park. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for some of our moms and they will call each other and meet up at the park and let their kids play while they talk. Like it can yeah. be something as simple as that or just go to the park and then look for another mom friend. And then you just made a new friend. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I have a sweet friend who's in that phase of life. She has little kids and pretty much every weekend you can drive by her house and there's cars there and she's not stressed about the playroom getting messed up. Mm-hmm. But what she does is offer a space for the other parents just to take a deep breath and have adult conversation. And she's not preparing dinner. Like they might order pizza or they might not. I mean, they might eat pretzels or mixed nuts, whatever. <laughs> it's whatever she has. And, and people are drawn to her house. Um, I think just because they need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I love that. Well, Ashley, thank you for being here and sharing this thank today. Thank you for having me. There are two questions oh, that we oh. ask all of our listeners oh, no. um, that I probably didn't tell you about. You did so not. So this will be a fun surprise. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> but the first thing is, what is something you're loving right now? And what is something you're learning? So listeners in the past have shared anything from, I'm loving this curling iron, to I'm loving this certain coffee drink, to I'm loving this season that I'm in with my family, um, to I'm I remember one lady sharing that she loved learning or she was learning about basketball because uh-huh. her grandkids are really into basketball right now. That's so sweet. anything in that realm, however I mean, spiritual or not spiritual, you want to take that. How much time do I have? To <laughs> <laughs> um, something I'm loving is something that I'm learning. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh man. Okay. I'm going to start with the learning because okay, I perfect. feel like I've been in a season of like learning for four years. Um, <laughs> it's helpful, but hard. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I am learning the power of your emotions on your Mm -hmm. thoughts. Oh, that's good. And learning like victorious emotions and thoughts and how they affect 
just your view on life mm-hmm. and how to relinquish your expectations and what you thought life would look like yes. to the Lord and allowing Him to like guide you into the next thing. Man, that's good. Yeah, I would love to be called for him to like call me to like a spa day. Yes. But that's really not where I've been. Um, I think I hear that calling too. Should we go? (laughs) That's what I'm loving. No. And then as far as what I'm loving, oh man, again with the Amazon, I'm really like showing my cards today. (laughs) There is this lemon face peel, but it's just like this cream that you put on your face and it doesn't feel like anything. And all of a sudden it exfoliates and like the whole layer... You're too young to like need this. No, but I'm all into skin because you have like baby it's, skin. It's a, I, it's so fun. This is like magic. Like I don't know how it works, and it's actually I think from Korea, so I can't read any of the ingredients, which I know <laughs> makes you cringe because you're very makes you organic. That's <laughs> probably like who knows, but it's fine. it works. It's my new favorite product. Yes, I love it. Oh, I'm see, gonna have to fun. gift it to you. I'm gonna have to bring it by your office. Um, yeah, you're gonna have to send me the link, and I'm gonna put it in our show notes for the people listening <laughs> because I know there's at least ten people who are like on Amazon looking for this Korean okay. skincare right now. <laughs> it's only ten dollars, so I love it. Such a good deal. See, it's fun. Um, Amazon is really saving a lot of us. So I know I really feel like I plugged thankful. it way too much today. Sorry about that. Honestly, I think that, and this is not gonna apply to anybody that doesn't live in Tyler. But if you live in Tyler and have to think about driving down Broadway to go pick something up, mm-hmm. Amazon is just like this beautiful magical rainbow that is coming into our lives well and like back to the busy season Uh i mean it's just kind of like i'm like oh coffee it takes all 30 seconds to fill an amazon cart i know um, and then it just gets delivered to you but i do love to shop local too we have so many great places we have some really cool local places and we we have some cool local places that let you shop online like through Mm -hmm. their instagram or whatever i'm a fan of that too i know that was maybe the best thing that happened the past couple years uh yeah (laughs) <laughs> there have been some good things that there have come out of it. Some good mm-hmm. Things. Mm-hmm. Well, Ashley, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops. And follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.